what's up guys it's Raf. uh before we dive into today's episode here's a quick word from two great podcasts you guys should all check out uh hope you enjoy hello we're the good robot andy's podcast and what exactly do we do andy we talk about movies we talk about movies with spoilers yes we do what else do we do we talk about uh, tv we talk about games philosophy and life and where can you find us you can find us on apple podcasts or wherever you get your podcasts see you there Hi, everybody. It's Mac Jackson. I wanted to invite you to a new site called the Forever Adventure Network. This website has everything. Pictures, videos, blogs. There's original music by Harmony Constant. Two podcasts. One is the MacGyver podcast, where we celebrate Richard Dean Anderson, his iconic roles, and how it's influenced our lives. There's episode discussions, interviews, and life conversations. The second podcast is the Never Gets Old podcast, where we celebrate all the best things that we love in life, from TV, movies, music, and comics. The site is also the home for the MacGyver SG-1 audio series, an ongoing adventure series that continues the adventures of MacGyver and SG-1. There are also multiple stores to choose from for all of your pop culture and adventure needs. Come on by and check us out today. And thanks for joining the adventure. Welcome back to Straight to DVD. Hey, dude. Bro. Welcome back. Thanks, dude. It's always a pleasure to yeah. be here once again. It's fantastic. Yes. I'm uh, thrilled. Yes. It's, it's, I look forward to it every week. Uh, we're a little late this week due to inclement weather. Yeah. And Valentine's Day. Yes. Yes, that's right. It was Valentine's Day. And other obligations. That's right. Did you have a good... That we, uh, that we have. That's right. Many of them. Did, yeah. you, have, <laughs> did you have a good Valentine's Day, Raph? I did. Did nice. you? I, I did. I had uh, uh, cup noodles for one. Oh, that's awesome. <laughs> it was great. You should have had cup noodles for two for one. I'm not a... Uh, 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 you, know? <laughs> you, you can't eat that much? It's a lot of ramen. Yeah, that's true. It's it, a lot of noodles. It is a lot of noodles. I mean, it's two cups Yeah, that of is. noodles, yeah. some would say. Although, let's be honest. One cup ramen is kind of not a big enough portion if you're hungry. No. Are you talking cup of noodles? Yeah. Do you prefer, like, a... A cup of noodles or the instant ramen that think, you get in like the pack and then you and then I you think like the instant in the pack is better. Really? I do. I like, like the crazy? cup. All right. Well, I, I, uh, well, I don't know. I, is it not just a... Well, one of them sitting in, in styrofoam for a while, right? So I feel like the styrofoam particles... Yeah. I mean, neither one is perfect. good for you. No, certainly not. It's... um. In fact, I think Dave Chang... We're just never going to get to the, the film we're discussing. <laughs> no, no. I, I think Dave Chang did a, a ugly, delicious episode about ramen where he talks about yeah. how like an actual brick of ramen is just, just horrible for you. Yeah. Really terrible for you. Cool. So, well... Uh, <laughs> Transitioning. Tra- yes. Into to- <laughs> Raph. We're discussing a movie today, our third film in the HBO Maxathon. Yeah, dude. They're just giving us, they're just giving us content. I, it's fantastic. We don't have to pay anything except for our monthly fee. Yeah. Uh, it's, it's great. But we wouldn't have anything else to talk about. That's true. That's true. I guess except for like the thousands of movies that came out previously. Sure. But this is more fun. This is more fun. New things are good. Yeah. New things are exciting. Yeah. What was this new thing? This yeah. new thing was Judas and the Black Messiah. That's right. It was a 2021 
Yeah, the latest HBO Max release. Yes, directed by Shaka Khan. That's not correct. Her name is Shaka King. His name. His name is Shaka King. <laughs> <laughs> I sh Before we started recording, Mike turned to me and said, you know, I'm going to pull up the cast and crew so I can be prepared this time around. <laughs> and immediately gets the director's name wrong. Would you believe me if I told you that was a bit? No. Was it? It doesn't matter what I say now because you won't believe me either way. But it is directed by the one and only Shaka King. Yes. Produced by Ryan Coogler. Oh, yeah. Love Ryan Coogler. Starring uh, Daniel Kaluuya and Lakeith Stanfield, both from Get Out. It was both their and, big, Jess, and Jesse well, Plemons. And Jesse Plemons. Not from not, Get Out. not in Get Out. Yes, not, yeah. not in Get Out. Uh, he, from Breaking Bad. Yes. yes. The ever-popular Breaking Bad. Yeah. And other things. Yeah. And The yeah. Irishman. I actually, I actually know him somewhat. <laughs> you <laughs> probably you met him. I've met him. In fact, I have pictures with him. I, yeah. I, I played... He, I lost money to him in a card game <laughs> once, actually. <laughs> yes, uh, that's true. That's that's pretty funny. Yeah. Yeah, no, but I, I do. I, I, I love Jesse. Um, in fact, when I was on set for The Irishman... Um, my mother had to come uh, drop me off my iPhone charger because I because I forgot it and I really really desperately needed it, and so I went out outside on set, and and Jesse Plemons was smoking a cigarette out there, and he and I played cards a little bit prior to that, and and so I was sitting there getting my iPhone charger from my mother. I was like, and my mother at the time was just watching Breaking Bad, so I was yeah. like, Mom, Mom, that's Todd from Breaking Bad. She was like, oh, Can I go say hello to him? I was like, Yeah, but don't be weird. So she walked over to him. She was like. I hate you. She said, <laughs> she, she said, and I was like, she, she knows you from Jesse from Jessing Bad from 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 Breaking Bad, Jesse. I was like, that's what she knows you from. He was like, oh, you're so sweet. Thank you. And he gave her a big kiss. It was hilarious. I do have to ask: yes. Were you the only person on set who had to have their mother drop off an iPhone charger that they left, or is it like camp and like like Bobby De Niro's mom had to come like pick him up because he got a tummy ache or something? <laughs> I feel horribly attacked by that question. <laughs> um, well, I want to know if you met any famous moms. I... No. <laughs> uh, no. I, I, didn't think mean, I didn't mean to attack. That's okay. That's fine. I, if you didn't, somebody else would. <laughs> Assuredly. Um, no. I. The closest was Kirsten Dunst was on the phone with Jesse at one point. Oh, yeah, they're married, right? Yeah, they have a kid. She was pregnant with their, their child at the time. Oh. Yeah, it was very exciting. That is very exciting. To, like, for them to be the on God, the phone. Are you the godfather? I'm the son. I'm the, <laughs> I'm the child. I met Lakeith Sanfield at a bar once. Nice. And by met, I mean we were next to each other and ordered drinks separately. And I maybe gave him a head nod. Nice. So we're, we're boys. Yeah, right. We're essentially boys. Yeah, yeah, Dude, we yeah. should have gotten him on the... Him and yeah, Jesse we should have <laughs> Hey, remember? Hey, Jesse, remember when I had that one line in the Irish <laughs> and you were not on set the day yeah. I had the one line? And the Good one line didn't like... make it into the film anyway? Yeah. Um, but yeah. So Judas and the Black Messiah. Dude, back, I mean, I feel like the last two movies, they're both just, uh, they were like, hey, let's just get a stacked top trio of actors mm -hmm. and and see what we can do. You know, yes. People will, will watch if you have that trio. I Dan, think... Dan Clue... Is it Kaluuya or Kalu? It's not Kalua. It's not the booze. It's not. It's not. <laughs> it's not. It's not. It's not Kalua. It's not Kalua. I, I think, think it's Kaluuya. Kaluuya. Daniel Kaluuya. Okay. Oh, this is unfortunate. Dan. Dan. Daniel. <laughs> yeah. Danny boy. Dan, Danny baby. Yeah. yeah. Mm -hmm. 
Um, yeah, but yeah, you, they, I mean, you got Dan mm-hmm. Lakeith Stanfield yep. and Jesse Plemons. And you like, got uh, Martin Sheen. And you got a little bit of Martin Sheen. Yes. You got to, hey, act as. <laughs> Dude, they're here. They're doing their job. Yeah, they did, they did their job. Mm-hmm. They said lines That's while right. someone recorded them with a the camera. That's right. And then other people put that those together. Someone yes. added music. Mm-hmm. And then they gave it to us in our living rooms. And yes. Um. Like, and that's my review of the movie. <laughs> but, I was about to say, I was like, what is this movie about? Um, on We just compared it to The Little Things, which we reviewed in our last episode, or one of our last episodes. Um, and I think it's, uh, or at least this is how I felt, uh, immediately upon uh, it, uh, reflecting on the film, is that it's, I think, in a lot of ways, much, 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 much better than yeah. uh, The Little Things. Um, particularly... Just the way it's shot, and the performance by Lakeith. Yeah. Um, Lakeith will, if he hasn't already, be nominated for a Best Supporting yeah. Actor. If for this movie, or just in I think I think for this movie. Yeah. And if not for this movie, for something because he was incredible. He was incredible. Incredible in this. Yeah. Uh, he played Judas. Um, not the character's actual name. Correct. His name is uh, Bill O'Neill. Yes. Um, he so the. <sighs> The setup. Let's maybe we should for people who haven't watched it because I have a feeling a lot of people haven't yeah. seen this. Should we try to do like a spoiler? Yeah, spoiler free. Shinop. Yeah. Okay. So if anyone's listening, who's like, me, should I check out this movie? Should I not? Right. You know, you right. can listen to this and then we'll tell you if you should check out the movie or not. Let's see if I can do giving too much away. Right. Let's, specifics. Let's see if I can do a quick elevator pitch. Yeah. Um, the Keith Stanfield's character, Bill O'Neill, mm-hmm. is strong armed. By Jesse Plemons' character, who is an FBI agent, for Lakeith to be a rat informant on Daniel Kaluuya in the Black Panther Party. Mm-hmm. Is that essentially... That's essentially it. Essentially it, right? Yeah. He gets caught doing a crime, and they're like, hey, you can get off if you... You can... <laughs> <laughs> you, <can't. laughs> you can get off on your own time. <laughs> you can get out. <laughs> Uh, <laughs> we good. won't charge you with anything good, right. if, if if you if you do this uh this rap right. business for mm-hmm. us. That's correct. Yeah. So it's like it's like uh, I don't know if this is a fair comparison, but it's like part the departed, part not really Black Klansman, but I kind of got some Black Klansman sure. vibes with the whole like law enforcement versus. That's wrong. It's, it's not like that movie at all. It, it, it's 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 but it has like it's like part the departed. Well, it's got the same vibes, right? Yeah. It's actually funny that you mentioned the departed because, uh, well, so we gave our spoiler-free synopsis. Now I'm just going to jump right into a spoiler. So spoiler. Um, <laughs> it's funny the 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 moment the 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 penultimate moment of the film where uh, Bill O'Neill uh, is forced by the FBI to. Drug, yeah. Um, Daniel Kaluuya, Fred Hampton. Fred Hampton. Thank you. <laughs> um, it reminded me of the moment where Joe Pesci uh, forces Robert De Niro to kill Al Pacino in the Departed. In the, de- the Departed. No, in the, in the Irishman. Um, because, like, it, it's you know they're they're forced to do these things. There are people who are put in these positions. Where it's yeah. just like, oh, if I don't 
kill my best friend or assist in killing my best friend, mm -hmm. like, my life is over. Yeah. Uh, our dear colleague, Fernando Bowles, who's mm -hmm. been on the show before, he, he said something to me that I thought was quite palpable about the Irishman, and I thought that while I was watching this, was that... Basically, what happened to Frank Sheeran is, like, the worst position a human being can be put in. Yeah. Um, and I sort of felt that way for Bill O'Neill yeah. uh, in this film, too. It's just like, well, what would you do if yeah. you were in that position? You know, it's like, I, I never knocked on nobody. Yeah. <laughs> what? It's from Fast and the Furious. Okay. <laughs> so it's part The Departed, part Irishman, and part... Fast and Furious. Yes, that's correct. Okay. And part Black Klansman. Yeah, yeah, even though not really. Not I, at all. I guess the only parallel is that they're black people. Yeah. Um, that's my bad. Uh, <laughs> I, fu I fucked that one up. <laughs> <laughs> not a good look for me. Um, but yeah, the whole movie is like essentially about Bill's struggle between like for being a part of something that he believes in and like a greater cause that right. is more than him but also, like, his own survival and his own self-interest. It's not even self-interest. It's really just, like, a game of survival and the struggle that he has between the two of, like, well, you know, I really, like, care about these people and, like, what they stand for and I'm a part of that movement, but at the same time, like, if I want to not die, I need to betray them. Right. Essentially. Right. And in classic uh, undercover tropes, he, of course, begins to empathize yeah. with the Panthers um, mm -hmm. and really does become one of them. Yeah. Um, and you could say that's like a cliche film trope, but based on the true story, that's actually what happened. Yeah. Uh, to and this it's, guy. I mean, it's, it's obviously a super interesting, like, specific position to put him in because it's like you have a black guy in the, in the late 60s, early 70s who is, like, his intention is to spy on the Black Panthers, like, okay, like, it, it's, it's going to be pretty hard for him to not, you know, get caught up in the movement and, and want to be a part of it, especially if he's so close to it. It's not like you're, it's not like he's, um, like he's, you know, DiCaprio in The Departed or something where he mm -hmm. is, is infiltrating this, like, this crime syndicate. Like, he's not, like, watching people just, like, sell drugs and, and murder randomly for money and power. He's, like, part of a movement for, like, the liberation of black people. That's not... It's not like he's joining a bad cause that he gets, you know, swept up in. Right. It's, it's pretty reasonable to think that someone in his position, if they are going to be around Panthers a lot, like, it, it's going to appeal to them. Yeah, I, I think it should come as no surprise... To Jay Mitchell, the character, what happened uh, yeah. with Bill O'Neill? I mean, it's, it's like, come on. Yeah. There, if that didn't happen, there wouldn't be a movie. Yeah. Um, <laughs> uh, so let's talk about performances for a second here. I was, I was enthralled by Lakeith uh, in this. Dude, he's he's a baller. He he's, was awesome. He's great. He's. Um, I mean, like, this movie aside, he's just, like, everything he's been in, he's absolutely stellar in it. Yeah. Um, but, I mean, in this this in particular. That's the best I've seen. I, I thought the movie would have been better if it was more so framed, like, through his eyes. Mm -hmm. And not so much a movie about Fred Hampton, even though, like, 
as a person and as a character, he's obviously super interesting. Mm-hmm. Um, but I do think Lakeith is like a bit of a stronger actor than than, than Daniel Kalia. Um, not to knock him or anything. Well, here, like you have the super strong, like you have the super interesting character. You have right. a really strong actor. He's kind of the center of the story. Just like make him the focus of it, and like give him as much screen time as possible. He had way more to do and way more interesting scenes and way more of a demanding performance than anything Kaluuya had. Yeah. Um, which I was surprised because Kaluuya was amazing in Get Out. Yeah. Like, he's insane what he's capable of emotionally in terms yeah. of his range. Um, and he never really flexed any of that in this yeah. movie. There was no scene that sort of demanded that kind of a performance from him, which I was surprised because I was like, if you're going to get Daniel Kaluuya, like... Where's the scene where it's like, yeah. oh shit, that's why they got Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. I guess a few of the speeches were pretty good. Sure. Like, he wasn't bad or anything. No. Um, I just thought it was not weird. Maybe a little bit weird. It wouldn't have been my personal artistic choice to make him the lead. And sure. And Stanfield the, the, the sure. secondary. Right. Well, I mean, yeah, what... Well, I, I mean, he probably could have... He probably, like, could have delivered a stronger performance if he if he wasn't the lead i just think that the film was way more interested in bill o'neill than it was with fred yeah um which but that's weird because the whole point is like daniel has top billing and like they they try to market it as like as as fred's story but it's like we follow like all the scenes that interconnect jesse plemons story and all the scenes that interconnect the Panthers, Panthers, that's all because of Bill O'Neill's character. So, like, he has, I think he has more screen time than Kaluuya does, actually. Mm-hmm. But I know that when they try to push for award season, they'll, they'll market him as best supporting. Yeah. Um, it's going to be between him and Leto so far, I think. Although I think he should get it after this. So like, oh, yeah. Yeah. Leto and, and the little things, yes. not Leto. <laughs> um, in, Albert Spalma yeah. in uh, <laughs> J- Judas and the Black Messiah, yes. Not as the Joker. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> we live in a society. Um, Stanfield wants to play the Joker. Does he really? Yeah, which would be pretty cool. Interesting. Saw some so, stuff on the internet like, just throw a Stanfield Joker into the Robert Pattinson universe and like, just let the two of them go at it. Dude, so, I'm telling you, it's still going to be Joaquin Phoenix. 100%. That's their secret that they're keeping under wraps. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The Joker and the Black Messiah, <laughs> starring Lakeith Stanfield. Um, but yeah, I mean, I think Lakeith was definitely the the strongest of the three performances, For and sure. he he, he kind of is the lead. But I kind of wish that they just like really leaned into that mm-hmm. and allowed him to shine just a little bit more because he could have, and it would have made the movie a bit more interesting. Sure, but I understand like why because. Hampton is like he's this like great historical figure who a lot of people like don't either don't know him at all or like don't know that much about him so like you gotta right you gotta work in the stuff to like you know highlight all the shit that he was doing um but as a for a movie and for this movie in particular it would have been way more interesting to just like fully focus on O'Neill and like his internal struggle and like all the shit that was that he was going through right I, I liked my man Jesse Plemons in this. Yeah, you would. I, I yeah, I would. Um, yeah, I was thought he was, your favorite? No, no, Lakeith's my favorite. Oh. Um, 
Jesse, I mean, in, in tip, a lot of roles he typically gets, he plays like a very reserved, sort mm-hmm. of blank, almost ignorant character mm-hmm. to what's happening around him. So it was interesting to see his take on those scenes where he has the power, like in the yeah. restaurant over Bill O'Neill. Yeah. Um, and how he like has this subtle flexes just with yeah. his word choice or whatever. So I thought it was an interesting, like very subtle, reserved performance from him. I liked it. I thought it was, it was pretty good. Um, but I think overall the film was a hair too long. Yeah. There were a couple of scenes, I think, that could have been either trimmed down or cut, uh, right while, um, Fred was in prison. Yeah. Like in the middle, there were a lot of scenes of what it was like having Bill sort of help run the Panthers. Yeah. Um, and some of those scenes just started to feel a little redundant. Yeah. There were, I feel like, like, I don't know if it was necessarily a runtime issue, but for me, like, there were a lot of moments in the movie that were, like, super, super tense, um, and they, like, really drive that up, but then there were too many lulls in between Mm -hmm. where it didn't feel like there was any real conflict or there was no reason to, like, be on the edge of your seat to, like, wonder what's coming next, and I think if they cut it down... Cuts cut a little bit of the of the fat down. Mm-hmm. It could have been just a fully like tense thriller throughout the whole movie where right. you're, you know, your 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 hands are sweaty. Mom's spaghetti. Right. <laughs> <laughs> There's moment on Daniel Kaluuya's sweater I'll wear. Yeah. Um, I agree with you though. Those scenes that were like tense and thrilling, I thought were really really effective. Mm-hmm. Um, particularly actually the scene where. Uh, that older gentleman passes Lakeith Steinfeld the the drug to to drug uh, Fred. Oh um, yeah, in yeah. The, bar. the friend from Get Out. Yeah, they just got they got everyone. They just from got everyone from. from they um, got all the black guys from Get Out. But it was inter- You know, it was so interesting to me because I was thinking like, oh, like clearly it's a it's an informant. But then I started watching how Lakeith was playing the scene, and I was like. Oh, this guy thinks he's being like double played from both sides. He probably doesn't know if someone's trying to catch him or yeah. something. Interesting. And I was like, no wonder why he's like constantly freaking out and on yeah. edge. He's just like a, a, a man who's like strung so taut. Yeah. That he's just like gonna snap at any moment. I needed more of that though. Yeah, I don't because disagree. Lakeith plays it so well. Yeah. And just yeah, like I said, it makes it a more interesting movie. Definitely. To just jack that that tension all the way up. To 12 and just let Lakeith fucking like run with it honestly the love story I felt was the the blandest part yeah yeah if you're gonna make a movie about about men you know just make a movie about men <laughs> sure <laughs> sure but it's like so here the, here's the reason I bring that up is because there's no like climax with that right I guess the like the baby Sure, but what is the in term like, like the she story, could have been an she could have been an interesting character if you give her a little bit more. Yes, I agree. Just like I'm but, in love with Fred. But the story was never never about her and it was never really about Fred. It's about it's about Bill. It's about Bill. It's about Bill. But because it like the movie is 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 being framed as a movie about Fred, then you have to bring that in. Yeah, I guess that's true. I guess that's true. But if they had just stuck to making a movie about Bill, then you I can think, just you can just have her. She can just be like not another one of the Panthers, but like 
you, there's no need to like force a, right. a love story. Right. You know, it, I mean, the film is literally called Judas and the Black Messiah. It's literally, you know, a betray- the, the greatest betrayal story of all yeah. time, right? You know what we were missing? We were missing a lot of one on, one-on-one scenes between Bill and Fred. Yeah, there's like, not we, a lot of that. We never saw them, like, become best friends or anything. Yeah. Or, like, why Fred trusted Bill yeah. so much. We never got a scene like that. But I guess it wasn't so much, like, a betrayal of the individual as much as it was a betrayal of the movement. Sure. That Bill... Like, I don't know if it was necessarily about his relationship with, with Fred. It was more so his relationship to the movement that he was becoming a part of and, you know, his, his need for survival and how that trumped. What would you do, Raph, if you were in Bill's position? What would I do if I were in Bill's position? If, the, if, the, if, if Jesse Plemons... <laughs> well, I wouldn't steal the car. But it wouldn't but be say, a carjacker. Say, say you had. Say oh, say the FBI had something on you and they were like, you're going to spend six years in prison. Oh my God, what could they have on me? That you're going to spend six, six years in prison or you have to be an informant for the Black Panther Party. Oh my God. You're putting me in an awful position. Yeah. That's terrible. I mean, I want to say that I wouldn't do it, you know, I'd say. Sure. I want to say, you know. I think I ain't teaming up with no pigs. Right, exactly. Six years is a long time. Six years is a long time, and I'm kind of a pussy. (laughs) So, I would do whatever it takes to save my own skin, which is very unfortunate, because, like, I do believe in in the movement and the cause. But to be fair, I think that's the whole point of the last actual footage that they use of Bill O'Neill, the last recorded footage of him before he killed himself. Yeah. Um, Big it's, it's, yeah, that's true. He did. Well, that's a life spoiler. For yeah. <laughs> um, he talks about it this way. He's just like, anyone who's going to judge him mm-hmm. are just armchair critics or armchair revolutionists, right? Yeah. It's people who sit at home and do nothing yeah. and judge people who don't do anything. Kind of like two film reviewers <laughs> who don't make movies. Um, but, but what? the truth is... <laughs> The truth is that he fought for something. Yeah. Right? But he also had to save him, like, save his own skin. Yes. Yes. So, it's like, yeah, that's tough. Like, how do we see Bill? Like, did he do, did Bill do the right thing? Like, do we forgive him for betraying the cause, even though he was a part of, because he was a part of the cause? Or, or, or do we shame him for betraying it the way that he did. Here's the problem is that, I mean, you know, the actual facts of what happened on the night that Fred was killed are legitimate. Like, the cops fired 99 shots. Yeah. And the Panthers fired one. Yeah. So it's like, that's, you know, that is that is what it is. Like, you take from that what you will. Yeah. Um, but at the end of the day, they were so clearly writing these scenes mm-hmm. to make the FBI and the oppression... Very clearly the bad guys. Yeah. Right? Like, it's there's no moral ambiguity in terms of that. Like, these no. people um, had premeditated murder yeah. on Fred. Um, so the problem with that is, it's the film is telling us we're supposed to feel a certain way mm-hmm. about what happens to Fred. But the whole point is that Bill is supposed to feel am- ambiguity... Yeah. about the Panthers because they keep getting compared to the clan. Yeah. So I wasn't really sure. But I guess that's where Jesse 
Clemens' character comes in because in a way, like, the relationship that he has with Bill, like, there's more screen time between the two of them than there is between Bill and Fred. Right, 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 that's true. Um, and, like, yeah, I guess it's hard because, like, we're, we know that the FBI, that they're the bad guys, but Roy, as a character, is supposed to be someone who, like, who Bill trusts, and he, in a way, like, cares for him, and they, you know, right. they have a great relationship, and... Um, and he's kind of like warm and welcoming to Bill. He's playing him. He's doing exactly what Bill is doing to Fred. Yeah. But in a way it would have been more interesting if Roy was doing that without the, without like the cloud hanging over your head of like the FBI is the bad guys here. Like Roy is the bad guy. If, If there was a little bit more ambiguity with Roy and like we grew to trust him in the way that Bill grew to trust him. Sure. You know, while at the same time, Bill is 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 becoming part of the movement and starting to believe in that as well, and that would have made Bill's struggle even more interesting too. Definitely, definitely. Well, yeah, and I mean, it was it was a little strange as well because they put Jesse Plemons in that awkward position where he's being like tested by Hoover, mm-hmm. like how willing he is to force Bill to ultimately be complicit in Fred's murder. Mm-hmm. And after that scene, there was no inclination or hints at all from from Jay that... Roy. Thank you. From Roy that all these fucking characters... Yeah. Names, names, three four-letter named characters. It's ridiculous. Um, <laughs> there was no scene where we saw him, like, struggling with ultimately making that decision. I mean, I guess the closest we come is that he is a man of his word and he does, like, set Bill up yeah. at the end with a, a business or whatever. Yeah. Um, but, you know, like, it's a, it's his, you know, his hands are covered in blood, right? So mm-hmm. it's, and it's, what an, 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 I can't even imagine what must have been going through that, that actual man's mind when he did that interview. Um, and what was it, 90, 91? When he did the 89? Something like that. Something like that. And then he he went home and and killed himself. Yeah. Which is just like, Jesus Christ. But we needed more of that from Bill. Yes. Yes. Like, I really liked that it was like a super short scene, but there's a scene where Bill is dreaming and he like goes into the headquarters dressed as a panther. And then there's him dressed when he was like pretending to be an FBI agent with this Humphrey Bogart hat. (laughs) And he like, and he shoots himself in the dream like, we need more of that where we're seeing like Bill's full internal struggle and like right. not knowing like he essentially like doesn't know who he is or like where to align himself mm-hmm. in the whole situation. He doesn't know what to do. That's true. That's but true. I guess he does. All right, so we covered the characters, we covered the performances, yeah. we covered the story. Uh, I love the camera work. Oh yeah, the camera Canvas. work was very slick. Um, some cool shots. Mm-hmm. Uh, I picked up on it very early on, uh, the first time we meet Bill when he's impersonating an FBI agent Mm -hmm. outside of the Crown Bar. Mm -hmm. Um, The camera follows him in a very Darren aronofsky sense where it's like behind him and you're Mm -hmm. you're walking with him. And then the camera does like a full loop because he like 
is trying to decide if he wants to go in or not. Yeah. So you realize that there's no on whatever set they're on or boulevard, whatever, there's yeah. no crew. Like yeah. it's just the camera guy and probably the director and, yeah. and the, and the boom. Just walking right? around. Yeah. yeah. So I like I love that. I was like, oh, like, you know, environmental shots where yeah. they really feel like we're there. Like that's cool. And like how they film the cars and and, and certain close ups and stuff, I thought the, I thought it was all really, really, really well done. Yeah. The camera work was was very good. Um, it's, I mean, like from a technical standpoint, it's a very strong film. It's mm -hmm. it's like, um, it's it's like it, it's not rewrite or reinventing the wheel or, or anything sure. or rewriting sure. the playbook. But, um, I mean, it's all very technically sound and like not sloppy, which is right. I guess at at this point in twenty twenty one, like all you can ask for from a, <laughs> from a big budget, like studio film to just sure be put together in a way that, you know, is aesthetically pleasing and doesn't hurt your eyeballs or ear, ear holes. It wasn't, and what I, I think it succeeded it, like the majority of it wasn't boring in a way that I think a lot of sort of, you know, dock light films yeah. can be. Um, I was genuinely like it's these movies are always so tough because even now on my drive over here when I was thinking about how I felt about it I was just like it's hard to separate the actual artistic merit of the product that's made yeah versus the truth of the story that it's actually telling yeah. you know so yeah. it's like oh what an incredible story that happened but how is the movie about that story yeah you know? it's yeah. tricky that, that is very, that is very tricky, um, but I, I mean, yeah, I think it, it's also easy with these kinds of movies to just to fall into a sort of like eye rolling way of of telling it um, mm -hmm. with things that are there. Were, there was never a moment where things felt like they were over dramatized or um, you know like like so much larger than life that there's no way that it could have been real or happened that way. I think it like. I'm, but I'm sure that's it's not like to a T what happened. Mm -hmm. I think it toes an interesting line of of you know being a dramatic piece of art and storytelling and also telling a real life interesting story um, in a way that's not like oh, fuck you. you know? <laughs> <laughs> that didn't happen. That didn't go that way. Right. Well, actually, well, well, that's a good point. Let's quickly let's quickly touch on this then. Like there, what. What merit do you think there is in work like this? Because obviously it's great that like so many people who probably don't know this story might now be exposed to it as a result of the film. But, you know, we've seen movies like this before. It takes liberties. There's definitely mm -hmm. embellishments. Yeah. Like those scenes between the FBI and I'm sure a lot of those scenes with the Panthers didn't actually happen the way that was portrayed to us, right? Yeah. So when a film ends in such a way with like white text mm -hmm. and it's explaining the real life events and what has happened. Some, there's, I've always had this like slight twinge of, I feel like I'm sort of being manipulated based on the story to think about what actually happened. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Because so in I one part you're telling, or in one, like in the movie you're telling us a story, but then with the white text, you're telling us real life. Right. So like, am I here to watch a movie? Am I here to to, to like, like, am I reading a book or like, what's, what's, mm -hmm. what's going on here? Um, how am I supposed to feel about all of this? Um, yeah. Like, am I supposed to take this as face value? I'm like, Oh, this movie happened. 
Yeah. It's like, mm, no, obviously it didn't. You know, it begins with like, oh, inspired by true events. Yeah. But, I don't know. It's interesting. It's, it's, it's it interesting. is interesting. But, I mean, I, will, I, I, I would think that this is like one of the better examples of it. Oh, certainly. Certainly. It's still a well-made film and an interesting story. Sure. If it was fiction, I'd be like, oh, this is, yeah, this was interesting. Yeah. Sure. Oh, yeah, yeah. definitely. Um, yeah. So there's that. There is that. Um, so, Raph. Dude. What you got for me? Give us your letterbox rating. Would you recommend the film? Yeah. Okay. So, here we go. Um, I When I watch movies and then, like, we're going to sit here and talk about them or whatever, I try to not, like read about it and shit on mm -hmm. the interwebs because I don't want that to inform like how I talk about it. I want it to all be from, from me and sure. what, what, what I actually think instead of what someone else told me to think. But I was looking at the letterbox reviews and it's got like an average rating of four, like a 4.2 or something, mm -hmm. which is pretty strong. That's, That's like very high. It's really good. And I was wondering if <laughs> mm. not wondering, but I think that <laughs> I have a feeling I think that, I know what you're that saying. This is, we're in a situation where white people are afraid to say that they don't like this movie. <laughs> I knew you were going to say that. I knew you were going to say that. Every white kid on Letterboxd is like, if I don't give this five stars, like I'm a racist. Sure. But is it the, it's not, it, I don't think it's like a, a four or five star level movie. I think it's really good. It's like a strong three, three and a half. I, that's like, where I landed too. It, it, yeah. It's super strong, but... Um, it's no masterpiece, okay? Let's not. No, no, no. It's it's, it's, no it's not a, it's not a masterpiece at all. And like, I think this is Shaka King's first movie, so like, you know, um, this isn't like the best, you know, directorial debut that we've ever seen. It's a strong first movie, and I'm sure he'll make really strong movies going forward. Mm -hmm. um, but I just think it's funny that you know, everyone, not everyone, but you know, within certain critical circles, it's like, are people. Are people talking about this movie in a in a realistic way, mm -hmm. or is there some like are people hesitant to say what they actually think about this as a movie? Because look at me, I'm an ally. I liked it. <laughs> <laughs> like there, there are things to to say about. Like I think it's a good movie, but there there are things that that weren't the best sure. in terms of movie making, but. That what you're saying immediately goes back to my point is that it's a tricky thing because if you say you don't like the movie, you're not saying you don't appreciate what happened. Right? <laughs> exactly. Yeah. yeah, you can the the two can can live in at the at the same time. Right. You, you can right. think that it was a good movie, um, and like you have some nitpicks or whatever, but you can also you know be really interested in as a story and sure yeah appreciate what happened to these people. Let me ask you a question then. Do you think? that that's sort of what happened with the MCU's Black Panther film as well, like being nominated for Best Picture? Well, I think there were... That was a weak year for movies. I think... I think the significance of Black Panther is... It's like... It's it's hard to, de to deny... Sure. ...that it's anything but, like, a monumental feat of contemporary filmmaking and, like, how we think about movies and blockbusters and shit. Um, but I mean, there might be a little, a little bit of that. I think it's, it's obviously also different in, in 2021 than it was in 2017. 
You know, yes, like, this that's is true. this is, and like, I don't know if this is if this is like something that I should be saying as as a black person, but like on the heels of what we just came off of last summer, um, I think it's hard for white people to criticize like a black piece of art in a way that's that's like nuanced and and interesting to talk about. I, I don't know, like. I mean, the, the meaning of something like Marvel's Black Panther, I think, is very likely lost on the Caucasian folk. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Um, <laughs> but it's, yeah, like, I don't know. Like, are people just going to tell me that they like this movie because it's an important story? Like, is that just the whole criteria for making a good movie? Like, do we then just get to make, like, shitty movies, but because they're about important people or important happenings, like, we all have to like it. I think the the story, my perspective is, I think the story of what happened with Phil and William. <laughs> Who the Fred, fuck is Phil? Fred, Fred <laughs> the story of what happened. <laughs> did you combine with Fred? Did yes, I did. I did. I did. To I one did. person? I did. The story of what happened between Fred and Bill is, um, is genuinely heartbreaking. And it's an amazing story. Yeah. I'm not here to judge a story. I'm here to judge the movie. Yeah. Right? And the movie was, like you said, I think, pretty good. I think it teetered off towards the end a little yeah. bit. It felt like it dragged on, like I said. But I think it was solid. I think out of the three HBO Max films we've watched, I think this is probably the best one. Yeah. Because um, Wonder Woman was... Mm, mm. Little Things was... Mm. This was like, oh, this is pretty good. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> It's. So, I mean, it's. It's definitely stronger than like most contemporary movies. Definitely. Um, definitely. It's also like hard to gauge expectations because there are three really good actors, and but also like I was I was kind of scared that it would just be like, like cheaply done and like okay like here's a really powerful story we're gonna make a movie about it but we're not gonna take the time to like actually make it a good movie. And just sure. like throw it out there. there, which which wasn't done. Like right. the the effort was put in to make it Th a good movie. That's what I was worried about going in. I was like, oh man, this is just going to be a very flat yeah. experience. Like all they're gonna, all it's just gonna be like, oh, this is a movie about the story. And it's yeah. like there's nothing interesting that a filmmaker did. Yeah. Like there was no like vision somebody yeah. had when like making the story onto the screen. But it's like I think early on we catched glimpses of. Like, oh, I want to shoot this like this, or I want yeah. this like this, or I want you to conv convey this in this scene when you say this. And so I think there was there was a lot of that that, yeah. that helped support it. Yeah, definitely. For yeah. sure. So, Raph, you would recommend this film? I would, yes? I would yeah, I would, I would, I would, def I would definitely recommend the film. As would I. I think I would as well. Nice. Um, once again, it's on HBO Max, so if you have it, it's worth yeah. a watch. Even if it seems like something that you would have no interest in. In fact... Yeah. If you feel genuinely that this is something that you would have no interest in, you I would encourage watch it. you're the kind of person that should maybe watch this film. Um, yes, that is what I have to say about that. <laughs> about that. Uh, yeah. <laughs> That's the best way to recommend this movie. Yeah, definitely. Yeah. If, you, if you're not going into it like thinking like, okay, I'm an ally so I can't hate this movie. I can't hate this movie. If that's not... <laughs> how you're going into it, you should probably watch yeah, it. Yeah, 100%. Yeah. Definitely. If you're like, oh, I see none of myself in that, that's why you should watch it. <laughs> Without question. Um, 
I did. I did. Yes. Li- I did lie yes. about seeing what other people have to say uh-huh. on the interwebs about it. Um, one common review that I've noticed includes the phrasing, "Oh well, there are so many parallels between what happened then and what's going on now." Oh lord! And it's just like. If I have to, if we need to keep making movies about how bad the past was and how it parallels to what's going on now, I might lose my shit. Sure. Like, wow, there was racism in the 70s and there's racism today. Let's, like... Anybody who acts surprised that racism still exists today (laughs) should watch this movie. (laughs) But, like, I also, like, we don't need it to be pointed out. I don't think that this was a movie that was made of, like, okay, we're, we're with the idea of we're going to take a, a story of something that happened in the past, but we really want to talk about shit that's going on today. Sure. I don't think that that was the intention of this no. movie. I think it was no. just to to talk about a, a, an important historical figure. And, like, if we need to keep making those movies, maybe it, it should be a fucking wake-up call that, you know, I don't know. Something should change so that every movie that we watch about racism in the past doesn't also reflect the society that we live in today. Well said, Raph. Thanks. <laughs> Raph, where can they find us? Where can they find you? They can find us, Twitter, Instagram, at Straight2DVDPod, number two, at Straight2DVDPod, straight <laughs> on Instagram and Twitter. Uh, you can find me, Instagram and Twitter. At Rafstit, all one word. Um, also on the Letterboxd, mm-hmm. at Rafstit. That's Turn right. To it. Where can we find you? You can find me on the Instagram, at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. That's at Michael underscore Rocco underscore. R-U-O-C-C-O, that's me. You can also find me on Twitter, at Michael underscore Rocco. There's no underscore at the end. <laughs> Are you bringing <laughs> back your Twitter? Well, since we dropped our little promo video last oh, yeah. week that... Uh, handful of people seem to enjoy um i figured let's promote the bejesus out of this thing as best we can so yeah dude the the mama mia crowd is is coming after us they were very very displeased with what we did to that dvd copy of mama mia yeah but it was a full screen copy not a widescreen so like who who even needs that watches full screen ridiculous i'm making that up it might have been widescreen but it felt like a cool thing that dvd people would say uh (laughs) Hey, we're a couple DVD people. Just a couple of DVD fellas. A couple of DVD folks. All, All right, right, dude. Dude, Judas and the Black Messiah. Check it out. Check it's on HBO Max now. Check us Streaming. Out. Check us out. Check Raph out. Check Mike out. Check us out, dude. Yeah. <laughs> Peace.